sweat, baby Sex is a Texas drought, me and you do The kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about So put your hands down my pants And I'll bet you'll feel nuts Yes, I'm Cisco, yes, I'm Ebert And you're getting two thumbs up You've had enough of two-hand touch You want it rough, you're out of bounds I want you smothered, want you covered Like my Waffle House hash browns Come and cook at the FedEx, never reach an apex Just like Google Coles, knock you are inclined to me an hour early, just like daylight savings time. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Sex Mansters Podcast. Now, just a little uh, note up front here. I'm not sure if I've promoted this very well, but I do have a website uh, with a store in it. Uh, where you can get t-shirts, uh, long sleeves, hoodies, hats, and mugs. It's a great way to support the show and also a great way to have a few laughs. I mean, what better way to have a good laugh than to have a coffee mug that just says, I swallow, right? So it's a good, uh, fun way to support the show and, you know, get some fun, you know, merchandise with some fun statements on it. Okay, so now getting into the show here. Uh, looking through uh, the statistics, the download numbers, and audience information that I'm getting, I'm realizing that there's a lot of guys who listen to this show as well, even though the show is directed at women and giving them advice on how to take their relationship from good to great, you know, for the times when the passion and romance and all that has been uh, given way to the doldrum of a daily routine how to break up his routine, because as he gets older, men get more set into their routines. I mean, they'll take the same way to work every single day. They'll stop at the same, uh, you know, convenience store to grab the same cup of coffee every single day. And if we're not careful, we'd probably buy a week's worth of the same shirt. I mean, my wife gets on my case because I buy all of my blue jeans off the same pile. So they all look the same. And yes, I actually have multiple versions, uh, or not versions, but multiple copies of the same shirt. You know, it's a lot easier to not have to worry about fashion when, you know, you just go with black shirts and blue jeans. Okay. So in any event, I realize that there is a lot of guys uh, who are listening to the show as well, and it wasn't initially intended to be marketed uh, towards guys. Now, of course, being you know a good host that I am, I realize that maybe I should expand the content in order to provide advice to some of those men out there. Now, I do have a fear, though, of men listening uh, to this show. And that is men who are using this show to take it to their wife and go, listen, listen, listen to this, listen to this. See, I'm not the only guy. See, 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 you should be doing this as well. You know, I'm not the only guy who thinks their wife should be doing this, that, and the other thing. Okay, if that is your purpose for listening, don't do it. I mean, that's like the person who uses the family budget to smack, you know, their partner over the head if they spend one cent out of the budget. You know, you, this is not meant to go through and browbeat, you know, your wife into, you know, into your sexual fantasies. All right, that that's not what the purpose of the show is. You know, the purpose of the show is to give advice to women who are seeking to improve their relationship. So don't be using this show as 
you know, uh, you trying to pressure your wife into things or as a way to try and coax or convince her to do uh, certain things that she does not want to do. You know, don't be, you know, playing the episode about anal sex and going to your wife who's definitely against it and going, see, 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 a good wife does this. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. So, you know, but if you're going off and you think this is hilarious content or you think this is great advice and you want to listen to the show with your spouse, you know, that is great as well. Now, of course, there is always the option that, you know, some people, you know, may feel uncomfortable uh, listening to a show about sex and all that. So they may create uh, fake profiles in order to hide their identity. You know, now this is if you're listening on the platform for which, you know, uh, hosts uh, this podcast. Now, iTunes and all that. You know, it gets a little more difficult uh, to get, you know, an exact audience breakdown, you know, of male, female, and all of that good stuff. Now, whether your wife listens or not, you know, you got to realize that marriage is a two-way street, guys. It's a two-way street. And so you got to be aware of and take care of her needs as well. You know, another thing, uh, you know, not to be doing here is to go off and say, Hey, you know, honey, you should be doing this. And then I will just, if you do it enough, I may, you know, respond better. No, 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 no. You know, if you're listening to this uh, show and you're listening to it with your wife, then you have more of an obligation to engage with your wife outside of the bedroom. You know, to break up your routine, you know, to put down the game controller, to put down the TV remote, turn off that damn computer from time to time. In fact, you know, you should be feeling more obligated if you're listening to this or listening to this with your wife to turn off the phone and just spend an hour or two a couple of times a week just sitting in a room talking with your spouse. And you should be more willing to go out and do uh, more activities. You know, the guys who listen to the show, you have more pressure and obligation to hold up your end of this bargain here. Okay. And, you know, another thing here is while your wife is going off to increase, you know, activity in the bedroom, you know, in order to try and help put you in that better mood so that you'll be more willing to do stuff out of the bedroom, you know, uh, things that you don't normally like to do. You know, it is especially important to say that in the bedroom, you also have some responsibilities to take care of her needs. You know, uh, there's just been so many women over the years uh, that I've had conversations with uh, who have talked about you know, their guys being selfish in the bedroom. You know, uh, the guy just gets in, you know, you know, uh, a minute man, you know, goes into the bedroom, you know, and has his fun, but leaves her hanging. But she still loves him. But, you know, she admits that, you know, she doesn't really have, you know, a desire to engage in sexual activity because she knows or they know, you know, uh, this has been more than one girl. Uh, that I've heard this from, you know, in doing relationship advice and stuff, uh, that they have no motivation to do, you know, to engage in sexual activity, knowing that they're going to be left hanging, you know, knowing that 
you know, in the end, they're just going to have to pull out Bob, the battery-operated boyfriend, and finish the job themselves. And so, if you're being selfish in the bedroom, you know, you can't really blame her for not, you know, wanting to engage in higher levels of sexual activity with you. You know, because her knowing that she's just going to be left hanging, she's only doing it for your benefit, you know, just because, I don't know, obligation. Now, if you're going off and you're rocking her world as well, hey, guess what? That provides her great motivation to increase sexual activity. You know, while I've heard many girls, uh, you know, over the years, you know, talking about the man in their life, you know, leaving them unsatisfied in the bedroom, being selfish in bed, and all that, I've never heard once a woman complain that she's having too many orgasms. I've never once heard a woman complain that, you know, sex is just too great, right? So you got to realize that her sexual pleasure is just as important as yours. In fact, it may be more important uh, than yours because her, the amount of pleasure she gets is going to, you know, determine her motivation, guys. You know, so keep that in mind. Now, in working on the relationship out of the bedroom, guys, all right, now, this is for the guys who are listening to the show. They have a much stronger obligation to, you know, go along and, you know, fulfill their side of if their wife and girlfriend, fiance is doing more in the bedroom, they have more of an obligation to do stuff out of the bedroom. All right. But, you know, one of the things that you will need to do is help clean the damn house. I, I mean, this is amazing, you know, in the situation here where, you know, some guys, you know, they'll get up, they'll go to work, right? You know, they'll put in the full day's work, come home, and they'll talk about, oh, they've had a long day. Oh, they're just so tired. You know, oh, man, I just don't have any energy left. So I'm just going to, you know, plop down in front of the TV, watch a movie, and go to bed. Or I'm going to sit down and you know, play a couple hours of the PlayStation, you know, and go to bed, right? Now, I'm not going to knock on any guy, you know, of any age playing video games because, well, for all I know, you are recording your gameplay, posting them on YouTube and making money off of them. So, I mean, you can make money playing video games if you're good at it, you know, so I'm not going to knock that. But, you know, the point that I want to make here is guess what? She goes to work too. She puts in a long day at work also. And guess what? When she gets home, she would like to relax once in a while. Do you know how many wives out there, you know, who are frustrated or angry or hold resentment because they get home from work about the same time as their guy putting in the same hours. He plops down in front of the TV. She's looking in the kitchen and she sees a pile of dishes. She sees a mountain of laundry and she sees, you know, uh, that she still has to cook for the kids and, you know, all this other stuff. You know what that does? That provides stress. That provides stress because she's, you know, looking at you like you lazy ass. You know, and it also makes it hard for her to get turned on, you know, knowing that you're not lifting a finger, right? And then also you want to wonder why she's not engaging in the bedroom. She puts in a full day at work, comes home, has to do a bunch of chores. She's exhausted. 
And then you wonder why she has no energy left to engage or rock your world in the bedroom. Come on, guys. You know, I mean, the, the state of affairs here is, you know, pretty sad. Now, maybe, you know, years ago, when it was only guys, you know, traditionally that were going to work and most women were, you know, homemakers or, you know, stay at home moms and all that. Maybe in that situation, her taking care of the household all by herself made sense, right? Because that was her primary, you know, job and responsibility. But that's, that, those days are long gone. You know, she's out there working just as hard as you are. And then coming home and having to put in a few extra hours and you're complaining about, I'm so exhausted that you're going to sit in front of the TV. Jeepers, if that's the way things are going, no wonder she's not, you know, engaging with you more in the bedroom. She's just exhausted because she's putting in 18 hours of work. And what do you consider, you know, lifting a finger around the house? Playing with the kids, grabbing a few Nerf guns, and running around shooting at each other? Yeah. All right, so you're going to need to go through and engage outside of the bedroom as well. And guess what, guys? Engaging outside of the bedroom is not limited to doing house chores. You know, uh, now, yes, I just, you know, made a comment about, you know, you're, you're just playing, you know, Nerf gun fight with the kids, but... There are some times when that could be your way of helping her to be able to relax. You know, give her some time away from the kids. I mean, you're going off and you're, you know, setting up your own, you know, uh, den, you know, your own private room where you can rest and relax and watch TV. Well, if that's the case, she needs, you know, some time as well. She needs a little bit of room as well. You know, that means getting the kids out of the house and giving her, you know, at least twice a week where she can just sit alone, rest and relax for two hours, twice a week. Give her at least four hours a week to rest and relax and recharge, you know, to unwind, you know, just like you want to relax after work and on the weekends, she does too. You know, she can't be going off 24-7 you know, while you're taking up all of the free time. You know, now, there's also another thing here. You know, you may have to do some things that you don't find necessarily fun, entertaining. In fact, you may find them torturous. And that may be going to the uh, mall with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your fiancé. And going window shopping. I know, I know, guys. We don't understand window shopping. You're going to the store to look at stuff that you're not ready to buy yet? I mean, what's the point? I mean, guys, we'll, when we go to the store, we go to the store with a mission. We got it in our heads. Hey, I'm going to the store because I need this. We get out, we park in the best spot that we can find. Get into the store, take the most efficient route to the department that has the item, get to that aisle, grab the item, and immediately proceed to leave the store. Scanning the checkout lanes as we are approaching for the shortest line, and then we get out of there. All right, so I know we don't understand window shopping. I mean, I don't even understand the term window shopping. What are you, how are you shopping if you're not buying anything? 
And what is the fun at looking at stuff through the window? I mean, I, I don't get it. But you may have to be willing to do so. Now, some of you guys, you may get a little lucky and, you know, while you're there, you might be able to sit in one of those massage chairs. Yeah, hold your wife's purse while she goes off and walks around. Hey, guess what? You know, you get some time to relax and she feels great that you came with her to the mall to spend some time with her. All right. Now, there are some other things uh, that you may be having or, you know, to do as well. You know, um, now some of you guys, you know, you would enjoy going to an art museum. Me? I don't particularly like going to art museums. I mean, they're just like, okay, yeah, I guess. You know, I'm just not a very artsy person. You know, so going uh, to an art museum, you know, is something that I would consider to be torturous. But if it makes my wife feel happy, if it makes her feel appreciated that I'm willing to go to an art museum with her just to spend time with her, then I guess I'm willing to do it. All right. Why? Because, you know, she does so much for me. What she's really asking for in return is small in comparison. And I can put up with that. I can deal. With that, the main point here is, guys, you you have to do your part in investing into the relationship. Because here's the deal. If she feels like she's the only one investing into the relationship and you're not giving anything back, if she feels like you're just taking advantage of her, if she feels like you're just sucking everything out of the relationship and not putting anything back, Eventually, a uh, a switch in her head is going to flip. And once that switch flips, your relationship is over, right? She's going to give up and go, well, what's the point? I'm not appreciated. I don't feel the love. I'm just going to go, right? You know, you don't want to get to that point. And you just going off to work, you know, coming home, you know, watching TV, going to bed. You know, you don't, she doesn't feel like she's in a marriage. She just feels like she's in a cohabitating situation. So you need to go out there and do your part in making her feel loved. You need to go out and invest in the relationship. Do the things that she likes to do as well. You know, and show your appreciation for her. You need to set up where you do some chores around the house. You know, um, you know, set aside two to three days. Uh, a week where you go off and do some cleaning. Maybe one of those days be a full day on a Saturday or Sunday. <gasps> Did I just say give up a day on your weekend to clean? Yes, I did. And that should not be too much for her to ask of you. All right. So you need to go through and make sure that you're engaging in the relationship. Otherwise, eventually, you know, if she feels unappreciated, not getting the love reciprocated. She feels like everything is dull and all the responsibilities of the household are dumped on her. She's going to give up on the relationship eventually. She's the switch in her head is going to flip and the relationship is just dead and she's going to go off. And then, you know, you wonder why there's so much, you know, going on in the country as far as divorce rates, right? This is probably, you know, one of those you know, issues of, you know, 
of divorce. Now, now we all know that a large part of uh, divorce happens to be money fight, money problems. You know, statistically, it's about money, but money is really about what your household priorities are, your relationship, your level of communication, your ability to come together and work as a unified household. The couples that get divorced over money fights and money problems are those who do not talk, do not spend time together, and have no shared visions or goals for their family. Now, women, that was me talking to the men who I know are listening to the show. And hopefully I've stood up uh, for you uh, fairly well, I would say. You know, I want to make sure that you understand that I don't think of this as a one-way street where you're doing all the work. Of course, the whole premise is you're putting in the work uh, in order to improve the relationship for what you'll receive back. But hopefully I've stood up for you in a way that you agree with, you know, that you, you know, can relate to. And, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not, you know, ignoring uh, the fact that you have needs as well, you know, not just physical needs, but emotional needs. So to any women out there uh, who have been uh, listening uh, to the first half of this show and you like what you heard, please give me, you know, uh, a rating, a review, give me a star, a thumbs up, you know, however, you know, show your appreciation, please. All right, now we're going to get into talking about you women in all of this. Now, before we get into the second part of the show, uh, providing, you know, some advice uh, to women on not torturing their men, I just want to point out about the time of year that it is. And this is the time of year where everyone is getting ready for the new year, you know, getting ready to set their New Year's resolution goals. And what better goal could you have than to, you know, have a resolution to improve your marriage than to go through and engage in deepening your relationship. And there are many ways that you can go about this. A lot of people initially try to do gym memberships and have health goals. And most people fail at that because they're not really serious. And so when you go through and you're making your New Year's resolutions, Make sure that you are serious and that it is things uh, that you really want to do, that your resolution goals are things that you are committed to, and having relationship goals is one of the best things to do. And I can tell you uh, from personal experience, and no, this is not an advertisement or an ad read. This is just me talking about, you know, here for a few moments of the show on what I think is the best way for you to go through and be able to, you know, set a resolution that is not only going to improve your marriage, but improve your life. Years ago, one of the best things uh, that me and my wife ever did is that we uh, went through uh, together uh, Financial Peace University. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but that is uh, a course that is, you know, provided or sponsored um, or, you know, developed is the word. Uh, by Dave Ramsey, you know, who, you know, is a financial guru, you know, or a financial guy, you know, provides all types of financial advice, you know, large following. I'm sure that if you listen to podcasts that you listen to Dave Ramsey and, you know, on there, he talks about financial peace university because one of the main causes of divorce is money fights and money problems. 
And so me and my wife, we went through at Financial Peace University. And from there, we've been, you know, doing budgets together, communicating about the budget. You know, we have our own uh, communication system and how we set it up, you know, the spreadsheets and all that. But you can set it up however you want. But Financial Peace University is really more about, you know, uh, your marriage and your relationship than it is about money even though the main classes are about money, but how you handle money together is going to dictate, you know, your relationship, your family goals, and what shared um, goals uh, you have as a family that you want to achieve together and teaching you how to work together as one towards those goals. And so I just wanted to go out there and say, you know, here as the new year is coming up and as the new year's resolution is coming up, you know, to go through and, you know, seek out, you know, Financial Peace University, go through a class together. It's a nine week class. You know, nine weeks is all it takes once a week for nine weeks. And you and your spouse can learn how to communicate better, you know, starting with money, but that's just you know, the starting, because once you communicate better about money and your finances and putting together your household goals, you can start learning how to communicate better in all areas of your marriage and do so with confidence and do so in a way that doesn't lead to more fights. And when you get your money in order, there's less stress in the relationship, less tension. And so you're able to, you know, enjoy your life better. Plus, you're setting up your finances uh, such that, you know, you're relieving financial stress and you're accomplishing your financial goals, whether it's to take that vacation, whether it's to invest in the future for your retirement or, you know, whatever. You know, that way, you know, you're learning to talk about money and finances, develop a plan, and therefore you don't feel guilty when you go out and spend money. Hey, women. You want to be able to go out and spend money and do all the shopping, you know, uh, without getting into trouble. Go through Financial Peace University, learn to create a budget. And then, you know, as long as you stick within that budget, you're free to spend money however you want as long as you remain within the budget. It's a really good program and it has done wonders for me and my wife. You know, we used to have a lot of arguments around money. We used to have a lot of arguments around, oh my God, how are we going to get this bill paid? We already spent the money on this, that, and the other thing, you know, and we haven't had, you know, money fights or money arguments in years, which has really allowed us to, you know, just focus more on other things uh, in our relationship and our marriage and improving a whole bunch of other stuff. So, you know, even though this isn't an ad read and I don't make any money, you know, uh, from saying this, I just wanted to go out there, you know, and let you know that if you're going to set a New Year's resolution, set one that matters. Set one that matters to you. Don't just do a generic, you know, this is what everyone else is doing, so I'm going to do so. Do something and set a resolution that is going to help benefit your marriage. Help take your marriage from good to great. Increase that level of communication. And in a way that is also going to reduce, you know, stress and the number one cause of arguments and divorce. It will be one of the best investments that you can make in your marriage, in your relationship. 
you know, I just wanted to point that out here because of the new res, uh, new year's resolutions that everyone's going to go through and, you know, talk about, brag about, and then abandon within, you know, two to three weeks. Make one that matters and what can matter most than investing in your marriage and investing in your household. Okay, ladies, now it's your turn, right? Because there are certain things that you need to do outside of the bedroom as well. First off, you need to get over it. Whatever grudge you're holding against him, contrary to popular beliefs, anything he says or does cannot be held against him for life. Some of you are still angry uh, at your man because maybe, just maybe, one time you approached him as you were getting ready for something and you asked him if this dress or if these jeans made your butt look big. And he went off there thinking that he was going to be funny and he said, yep, just to try and, you know, be funny and get a rise out of you. Well, you know, you have to get over it. You know, if he did that like three years ago, you cannot be holding that grudge against him. Even if worse, he decided that he was going to try and be funny and go, well, it's not the jeans that make your butt look big. All right. Yes. Sometimes guys are going to say stuff and do stuff thinking that it's going to be funny, thinking that, you know, you're going to laugh at it, that you're going to find it funny, or he's just looking to get a rise out of you, you know, for amusement. You cannot hold that against him for life. Some of you women, part of the problem in your relationship is that you're holding grudges. And and a lot of the grudges you're holding is for silly, you know, stupid crap that doesn't even matter. You know, and yes, yes, I get it. Us guys, we do have a tendency to do some pretty stupid things from time to time. There's no disputing that. Guys, you know, and having pissing contests with their friends, you know, are going to go out there and probably do something stupid. Or maybe you're holding against them because he went out and made a large purchase without consulting you. He got, you know, a riding lawnmower. He got a motorcycle. He got a new car that was, you know, I don't know, stupid for him to get. Well, one of the first things that you're going to have to do is just learn to get over some of the stuff that you've been holding grudges about for a long time. And no, this is not the time for you to plot your revenge. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to increase activity in the bedroom. That way, I have leverage to torture him. No, 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 that, that, that's not how this goes. All right, that's not how this goes. So, you know, so, some of you women out there think that you need to torture your guy for past transgressions, right? And so the first thing that you're going to try and do outside of the bedroom, hey, you know, I want to be able to go through and, Let's train for a 10K marathon. That, <laughs> that's not the first thing that you want to do, especially if your guy has gotten pretty used to, you know, flying a desk, you know, sitting in a cubicle farm, you know, most of the day, you know, typing away at the computer, and then maybe he comes home and his side hustle involves sitting at a desk, uh, writing up blog posts or, you know, whatever. And your first activity is to run a 10K marathon. What are you trying to do? Kill the guy? You need to work your way up to that. You know, you need to start off with simple walks and, you know, work your way up to jogging. You don't just go straight to a 10K marathon. 
All right, so don't be plotting your revenge uh, on this. And another thing, don't torture your guy with the I don't know or I don't care. And let me put that into perspective. You're now saying, hey, you know what? We've been doing all this activity in the bedroom. Now it's time we go out on a date night. All right, so let's go out to eat. And he asks you, well, where do you want to go? And you say, I don't know. What What do you mean you don't know? It was your idea. You know, if it's your idea to want to go out, you know, on a date and go to eat, then you should at least know where you want to eat. Do not make him play this guessing game where you know where you want to go. You pretend like you don't. And he has to go through a list of every restaurant in town until he finds the one that you want to go to. And no, this is not a test to see how well he knows you. Because, let's face it, most people like various different restaurants of various different types of food. They have, you know, a couple of restaurants that they like, you know, for Mexican food, for Asian food, for, you know, um, Taiwanese or whatever, right? People have restaurants that they like for different types of food. He doesn't even know whether you're in the mood for Italian. Or sushi, you know, and you're going to make him go off and play the guessing game? I mean, this is something that annoys guys so much that there is even a meme on the internet right now where someone took a picture of a restaurant and just replaced the sign with, I don't care, to say, hey, we finally found the restaurant she has been asking for. All right, so don't make him play that guessing game. Same thing when it comes to the movies. You know, you say, hey, I want to go out on a date. You know, I want dinner and a movie, right? And then he asks you, where do you want to eat? And you say, I don't know. And then he asks, well, what movie do you want to watch? Oh, I don't care. Really? Really? This is not the way to go here, you know? And besides, if you're increasing the activity in the bedroom and you have the confidence to strip naked, jump on top of him and rock his world, and then you're too shy to tell him where you want to go to eat, and you're and you don't have the confidence to tell them what movie you actually want to go and see. You understand this doesn't make sense. You understand that that makes like no logical sense. I mean, this is what tortures a guy trying to understand the logic behind some of the things that you do. I, it is just unbelievable how many times this goes off and this happens. I mean, even in my household, this happens. You know where. My wife will ask me, you know, if I want to, you know, get food from somewhere. And and I go, sure, where do you want to go? Or where do you want to get the food from? And she goes, I don't know. You decide. And then I'll, you know, uh, pick a restaurant. And she goes, no, I don't want that. It's like, well, then why were you asking me if you don't actually care where I want to get food from? If you've already made up your mind, just tell me. Right? I mean, this is, you know, the, the best way to torture a guy is to engage in something that is illogical and irrational. Now, I know you're saying, well, it makes perfect sense to me. Well, just because it makes sense to you doesn't make, mean it makes sense to guys. Remember, guy, men and women think very differently. And you're going, well, you talk about guys, you know, thinking logically and rationally, but their actions prove the opposite. Hey, I didn't say that there wasn't any contradictions here. You know, guys do have logic, uh, logical thinking and practical thinking, but we also decide to do some pretty stupid, irrational stuff because it's just 
fun. All right? So you need to have some idea, some clue of what it is you want to do. So here's the rule, women. If you ask him if he wants to go out to eat, if you ask him if he wants to go to a movie, if you ask him if he wants to get out of the house and go somewhere, if you're the one asking, then you have to be the first one to throw out where you want to go and what you want to eat. Right? That's the rule. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. The words, I don't know, you decide, is not allowed here. Right? Now, also in the holding grudges, you're not allowed to hold grudges for things he did in the bedroom. Right? And what I mean by that is, let's say he did something without asking you first. You know, decided to, you know, um, switch things up again. You know, maybe he, you know, stuck it in your butt without asking first, you know, and you, you know, and you're pissed off about that. Guess what? At some point, you just have to get over that. You know, you have to decide whether or not you're just going to forgive him and move on, you know, so long as he doesn't do it again. Or you have to admit that part of the hindrance in your relationship is you not being able to let go of, you know, some grudges here. Right? Now, you also need to make sure that you understand his limits. Now, I've already brought up the idea, idea here of, you know, you don't go straight to a 10K marathon. Well, that's not the only thing you don't go straight to. Another thing that you don't go straight to is the opera. Right? My God, the idea of going to the opera. Now, luckily, I'm, you know, I'm lucky. My wife has no, absolutely no interest in the opera. And thank God, because I'm not sure that there, you know, is anything that would make going to the opera worthwhile. I mean, that would just be pure torture. But there are ways, you know, in which you can, you know, you know, I guess get him to sit through things like, you know, make sure that you drag him to your kid's school play. Now, you know, that may not be as interesting uh to him. That may be something that is still torturous, you know, the Kids gymnastics recital, although that you know has some interesting things uh, depending on how advanced they are. But the tap and jazz recital, oh my god! You know, you, you enroll your kids in tap and jazz, and then you know you drag your husband there, and you know it's one thing for him to watch you know the set or performance of his own kids. It's another thing for him to sit through the other three hours of everybody else's kids and every other class going through and doing their tap and jazz routine. And it's like, oh my God, I, I've been dragged to a few of those and I'm just sitting there and I've, you know, I've had to bite my lip and everything and just go, oh my God, I'm so goddamn bored. This is just annoying. Can you stop the tapping? But yes, you know, he will, you know, if you have kids and tap and jazz, you know, you have to make sure that you drag them to there. Now, that's not going to be as bad as the opera, thank God. All right. So you got to, you know, make sure that, you know, when you're going through and you're talking about the things that you want to do outside of the bedroom to engage, to deepen the emotional connection, that you're not just doing things for revenge. Alright, and let me give you a hint. Dragging your guy to a nail salon to get a mani-pedi 
is not in the cards. Right? That is just not in the cards here. And you going through and subjecting your guy to that, I mean, that, that's just, that, that's just malicious. Right? Let's just call that what it is. It, it's malicious. If your guy is sitting there, you know, in a chair being forced to deal with getting a mani petty just to spend time with you. No. I mean, you might as well just have your guy, you know, grow his hair out long and get a man bun. Right? You know, this is not things that you do. So you got to be, you know, practical and reasonable with what it is you're going to be, you know, requesting or asking him to do outside of the bedroom. You know, and I've said before that you got to be willing to engage in in the hobbies and things uh, that he likes, you know, as well. Like, you know, you need to deepen things. It can't just be, well, he only gets, uh, we only do what he wants to do in the bedroom. Out of the bedroom, it's all about me. It's all about what I want. No, 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 no. See, you're, you're getting it all wrong here. This is about deepening the things uh, that you have in common and sharing in uh, new experiences together. But going through and telling the guy that, you know, you're going to keep dragging him to the mall to do window shopping every weekend. No, 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 no. There does come a point where if you are repeating an activity that you know he absolutely finds torturous, that your behavior in that is just malicious. And I get it. I know there are women out there. I've met a few of them that, you know, believe in holding a grudge against the man that they're with and getting revenge for transget for transgressions of years past. And if your goal is to try and get revenge, you're purposely trying to torture him for your own amusement in order to get back at him for something, you're not deepening the relationship here. You're actually going through and causing additional harm to it. You know, um, now maybe, maybe, you know, you should have put some more forethought into this as you were getting married. Right? Maybe you should have wrote your own wedding vows and those wedding vows should have been read like the Miranda rites. You know, I promise to love and adore you, but anything you say or do can and will be held against you for life. You know, now if you did change your wedding vows to that, right? Then, you know, okay, he went into the marriage, you know, uh, knowing exactly how things were going to be. But if that was not part of your wedding vows, then you cannot hold anything he says or does against him for life. Although it would be interesting, you know, to know, has any woman actually ever done that? You know, change their wedding vows to, to state that I hold grudges for life and anything you say or do can and will be held against you throughout the course of our marriage. You know, if any woman out there is actually use that phrasing in their wedding vows, and the guy still said yes, please drop me a line and let me know. Because if that was not part of your wedding vows, then you should not be engaging in that. And maybe some of you are holding grudges for things he has no control over, right? So maybe you're holding grudges ticked off because he snores at night. And that really bugs and irritates you. And so you're off there trying to get revenge for your lack of sleep. Well, 
You know what? If you got a guy who snores, you know, while he sleeps, you know, you got two choices. Deal with it or, you know, I guess sleep in separate rooms and then see how well sleeping in separate rooms will do for your relationship. Now, maybe, you know, from nine, you know, time to time, you know, maybe you just get a noisemaker or something else. But also, anything he says in his sleep cannot be held against him. If your guy talks in his sleep, he is not held accountable for his dreams. He cannot be held to account for things he cannot control. You know, uh, most dreams are not even about what the person actually desires. They're interpretations. They're you know, jumbled memories filtering through and going uh, through, you know, the, you know, long-term memory, you know, recorded into the long-term memory process and, you know, situation events get changed. I mean, heck, I've had dreams where I'm Superman and I'm flying, right? Now, if I'm Superman, who am I thinking is my partner? Lois Lane. So if I were to talk in my sleep and call out Lois, you know, that, that's, that wouldn't be an insult on my wife. I said, well, I'm Superman. You know, while I called out Lois, Lois looked like you. You know, now you're not going to b- believe that, and chances are he may be bullshitting you there. But, you know, you, you would not be able to, you know, uh, go through and hold him accountable to that. And sometimes he may be dreaming about something that happened in the past, you know, and not even dreaming about it, how it actually happened. All right, but guess what? Women, chances are you talking your sleep too from time to time. And he understands that you're just dreaming. Now, maybe you can bring it up as a joke and just something to be funny about, but this is not something in which you are able to hold a grudge over. No one has controls over their dreams. It's just them trying to resolve conflicts and process the things that have happened in their in their day or in the past couple of days. So to try and wrap this up for you women here uh, in this section, all right, start off slowly uh, as you are engaging in activities out of the bedroom. Don't pick activities specifically to torture him. N- nothing he says or does can, can be held against him for life. At some point, you need to be willing to just get over it and continue on with the relationship. And you must know what it is you want to do when you ask him if he wants to do something. You got to participate and have an idea of what activity you're wanting to do when you go, do you want to do something? Or, hey, do you want to go out and eat somewhere? Right? So those are you know, the basic bottom line points here. Now, before we end the show, there's a few things that I want to point out here. Uh, first off, if you look in the links in the uh, podcast description below, I will put a link uh, to the web store where you can take a look at the, you know, merchandise uh, that is available for the show, some things uh, that you can get, you know, for comedy and, you know, all of that and help support the show. I'll also put in a link uh, to my book, uh, you know, women's instruction manual, man's collective knowledge of the female mind, uh, which makes for a pretty good gag gift. If you haven't, you know, gotten it yet and you're looking for something, I'm not sure if it's still, you know, uh, in time to be able to get it, uh, for a Christmas gift, but at least, uh, you'll be able to 
take a look at it and maybe put it in, you know, to your uh, Amazon list for something to get uh, for a next, you know, birthday or gift giving uh, occasion. All right. So I'll put that uh, down below. Uh, please, you know, leave me a uh, rating and a review in iTunes or wherever it is that you listen uh, to this podcast, help others uh, be able to find me and share this information or share this podcast with other people that you believe would, you know, get entertainment and good advice, you know, from this or needing good advice, you know, especially if you, you know, know that one of your girlfriends who are constantly complaining about the man in their life and, you know, trying to figure out what they can do to improve their relationship. Also, you can go ahead and find me uh, on social media, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, it's at Sexmancers. You know, so uh, I'll put a link uh, in the description below if you want to follow me online. Right now, I'm not posting a whole lot of things uh, because I'm not, you know, too, you know, concerned about social media engagement. Uh, because when you create a new social media account, it's always kind of hard to get those initial followers and break through the noise. But if you're interested in being able to follow me, you know, online, you know, and, you know, get some of my micro advice or, you know, musings of things uh, that I notice, you know, go ahead and follow me. And as I see uh, people following me there, I will be engaging more on those platforms and, you know, starting to take, you know, some questions you know, from the audience there. I mean, if you don't want to go through uh, to the website and submit your question there, you know, you can, you know, submit your request, your questions uh, via Facebook or, you know, Twitter by, you know, just sending me, you know, a message there or writing something uh, in uh, the description there. I'll go through, I'll pick out, you know, a couple of things and, you know, answer them or discuss them uh, on the podcast. And one last thing here, um, there is a website, you know, in which I put in, you know, some blog posts and, you know, write some things down. I, granted, I'm not, you know, engaging in the blogging nearly as much, uh, you know, and I guess I got, you know, to the, you know, my theory on that is, you know, there's so many web pages, there's so many websites and, you know, getting ranked on Google, getting noticed and all of that, you know, is, well, very difficult to cut through the noise unless you got a large advertising budget. And I just haven't been willing to put any money in there. But if you are wanting to be able to get more of this content in a written format, you know, uh, more often and, you know, getting it kind of broken down uh, into more bullet points, you know, uh, type of uh, advice, go ahead and let me know. You know, um, I find podcasting right now is the easiest way uh, to break through all of the noise and to be able to go through and get the message out. I'm finding it to be more effective than social media. I'm finding it to be more effective than blog posting and having a website, you know, for more than just sex mancers, but for all the different things uh, that I talk about here. You know, um, maybe some of you realize this, but I do have multiple podcasts. I have a podcast on politics. I got a podcast on side hustles. You know, and I just started another podcast, which is kind of more of a miscellaneous thing, you know, where I will talk about all the stuff that doesn't fit into any of my other, you know, podcast shows, you know, my thoughts on certain TV shows, um, 
know, fan theories, things that just grind my gears. You know, and I just started uh, that. It has only one episode up, uh, and that was, I think, released either just last Friday, you know, or, you know, sometime earlier this week. You know, so if you're interested in, you know, hearing about that, that's just called Johnston TV Podcast, which is just the miscellaneous stuff. Um, now, my side hustle podcast, I had been taking a break you know, from that, you know, for uh, a little while now, uh, mainly because I have been too busy uh, engaging, uh, you know, in that, you know, when it comes to deciding what activities I'm going to do for the day, I'm always going to pick the activities that make the most money and work my way down, right? And that means some of the things that I haven't really, you know, worked hard at, you know, continue to get pushed down. But you know, if you're interested in finding out more about those podcasts, you know, shoot me a message and I will go through and provide that onto the show as well. As always, oh, I don't give a damn about political correctness. And so, you know, I'm just going to be me on each and every one of those podcasts. So in any event, you know, following me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, you know, going to sexmancers.com. You know, uh, showing me that you want more content in written form, micro content form, more, you know, engagement rather than just the weekly episode uh, that you're getting. You know, uh, you know, if you want, you know, that additional engagement and additional information in different formats, let me know. Because if it's important to you, I will start engaging in that in a uh, more heavily, you know, and starting to go off and engage more in those formats to connect with you. And of course, uh, the website is where you can anonymously submit your questions to be answered on this show. All right. So thank you so much for your time and attention. And as always, I will be back again soon.